Okay, everybody, we are back on the Jesus Walks podcast once again, and this week it's on discipleship. And we're going to have a focus today on healing of the sick. Like Jesus said, heal the sick. So uh, as this community is um, like focused on like a practical approach, uh, we want to learn to walk with Jesus and follow him and do the things that he has told us to do. We, we're going to try to uh, try to be practical and also share some life experience from, from our walk uh, in this area of healing. So, so Martis is with me and Martin. I think Martin is uh, out in some public place today, right? Yeah, I am in a coffee shop in a shopping mall. So uh, nice. It's good. You're out with the people, where the people are. <laughs> Podcast on the go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, but I can, I can just start, guys, uh, when it comes to um, heal the sick, to just read, actually, what Jesus said about healing of the sick as a, like a foundation for us on today's topic. And it's from uh, Mark chapter 16, from verse 15, very end of that gospel. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them all at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Um, and so we have, uh, we have that. Uh, Jesus says that those who believe shall place their hands on the sick and they shall be healed. And we also have other scriptures like in Matthew and in Luke when Jesus is sending them out in pairs of two, the, the disciples and uh, he also tells them to, to heal the sick where they come to the villages and places where they come. And, and of course, we have also in Jesus's own life in the Gospels, just like a massive account of healing of the sick. And so it's the kingdom is coming and healing is happening, mm. basically. And so this is where we are starting out. So uh, for as for us, I just wanted to, to stop by asking you uh, guys, um, Maybe started starting with you, Marcus. Uh, what what was your like first experience with healing? Like how how do you, how did you start understanding that this is this was something for you to do? Uh, yeah, I think I was encouraged actually by hearing testimonies on it. So uh, uh, yeah, just more connecting what I read in the scripture that it can actually happen today. That was a big thing. Uh, realizing that. Uh, yeah, it's not just a sentimental memory of what Jesus did in the apostles. Uh, so, uh, and uh, I think some of the times in the pod before I have mentioned a bit on the journey on uh, yeah, sitting on the bench uh, and, and actually uh, asking yeah, yeah. the spirit to lead me to the persons on the street. So that was my initial yeah. uh, point. I wasn't uh, physically discipled by someone. It was more like I heard testimonies, maybe saw some videos and I was just... Uh, uh, spoken in my spirit to actually make steps of obedience and, and mm. uh, start uh, actually loving people by also seeing the needs that they have in a physical sense. So, yeah, that was my beginning. Uh, so, 
Did you did you have a, a point before that where you did not believe perhaps that it was for today or that it was for you? Uh, I would say not that I wouldn't believe it. It was more like, uh, you know, uh, we would pray for that, but uh, I guess uh, uh, it would yeah. be more like at the end, end of the day, uh, may God's will happen. And it was more kind of general, like, uh, uh, you know, mm. uh, or like, yeah, not not going very specific uh, about the specific needs so much. But uh, And I didn't see much happening around, so... So it wasn't like a, yeah, a regular <laughs> daily thing uh, in my yeah. bucket list, so to say. Right, right. Well, what about you, Martin? The, that initial point of yeah, uh, your actually, faith, your beliefs, you know, on it. Yeah, that was actually very, uh, very significant because I was uh, at a New Year's uh, youth conference uh, or camp where I was a, a small group leader. I was about 20, 21. And I had a girl in my group who was 15. Her dad was the priest. And you know, those kids are always the, the, most, the worst, almost said. But she was really skeptical. Uh, and uh, we had a lot of discussions if uh, healing could occur. And I and I, of course, uh, um, um, said it could occur, but it didn't have any, any personal experience. But I, I surely I believed it. But yeah. then at the last morning in that um, camp, we had, uh, we, I didn't know that, but we, we, we did in the whole camp, we're having a, a session of healing. So we had some, some basic teaching and then we had some kind time in, in quietness and, and just said, okay, uh, is it anyone who, who just feel, feels uh, pain in, uh, in, in your body that wasn't there before or some kind of body part comes come to mind. And then we, we went to the front and shared it. And I thought when I just felt something back here and I thought it was so, so little, but it, it's good that I as a leader go forth and no one responds. I, so I, I think that's... Uh, so I, I went uh, forth and a, a girl responded and she came forward and we were like hundred people who, who received something so uh, we had a lot of people uh, responding and uh, came in, coming forth and then they say okay so you if anyone now wants to join you um, who wants so the one who receives the, the the feeling and the one who's sick and then uh, they said yeah if, if can if you, if you want to join in the audience please come forward so now this uh, this young girl joined me so we were there we three of us i had never done it uh, the girl who is uh, doesn't think it works and then this uh, other girl who's uh, just frightened uh, but she got healed uh, uh, and um, a lot of others as well i don't know how many of those oh. hundred uh, but it was that a was there an instance of this uh, word of knowledge experience? Sorry, was it a... W- was this like a word of knowledge type of experience you were describing here? Yeah, so we, we got uh, a lot of words of knowledge. You know, so it wasn't a, a random, everyone who is come to the front. It was, okay, we're asking Lord to reveal. Yeah, exactly. What, what do you want to, to heal today? Yeah. And, and so, then you shared the words and people responded. Yeah, they responded, had yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which is also uh, like a separate part of this kind of like revelation from God and healing, which is a very interesting aspect. Um, 
like uh, well, what about you uh well martin that's a pretty uh strong breakthrough experience i, I would think for yeah. many of you guys amazing wow hallelujah thank god hey Marcus, what about you can you remember the first instance of healing you experienced I can definitely remember, uh, maybe not the first, but like the kind of the breakthrough in my faith uh, that like that shifted my understanding that it's I you know it's God's heart and uh, and He can use it uh, He can use me in it. So it was actually in uh, in one of the trips we sometimes do. Uh, I believe also with this community uh, more in the future, but we did one to Israel and. Uh, uh, we went to some of the friends uh, in the Messianic community in uh, Haifa. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the idea was to serve on the topic of the gifts of the Spirit. And we were like a, a beautiful bunch of older people, new youth, and kind of a beautiful mixture. And uh, I definitely wasn't uh, on the topic of healing, didn't feel like at the forefront. But the situation basically was that there were so many hungry people, uh, like mo- mostly elderly people that has a background from Soviet uni- uh, Union countries that have uh, yeah, uh, migrated to Israel and they have a lot of physical issues. And, and so we, it was just few of us. So we were like put in like lines and there were like people queuing up for each one of us, uh, like uh, lines. Uh, <laughs> so we had the several nights in a row actually, it turned out to be kind of uh, a prayer for healings. Uh, like I, I didn't recall like four nights in a row or something. Yeah, I remember that actually. Yeah. And, uh, and for me, it was, you know, it's something you kind of believe, but then you are put in a real situation with real people that actually, and, and I started to feel God's heart for these uh, yeah, uh, physical needs that they have. And in just like simplicity, I understood I have to learn to swim right now. And and it was just like total breakthrough because I started seeing like uh, uh, basically healing after healing after healing of like uh, back discs and, and, and yeah, things like that. So, it shifted my faith so much so that uh, when I came back at home, you know, it was the kind of the new norm uh, and, and it just yeah, changed the way how I perceived uh, it ever since. Yeah, I, th- I think like you guys are sharing that there are certain points in our life where we experience something and that becomes a breakthrough moment, right? And you experience something that kind of settles something in, in your beliefs. And so as for many of us, I think we probably have had like a theoretical yes to healing because yeah. <laughs> we knew the scripture and we had the, the right theology on it. But for it to become like a practical yes in everyday life and actually yeah. seeing it happen, you know, that's where we need to encourage mm-hmm. each other to move mm-hmm. move through in faith in God. And so that's also part of why we want to speak on this topic today to yeah. support each other in that. And, and I, I remember... The early days, so to say, not that long ago, by the way, but I was uh, reading my Bible, um, getting to know the Lord. I had met Jesus and and I started to read the Bible on my own. And then I found so much healing. Like it, it was so much healing in the gifts of the Spirit. And it was just, you know, massive to me to see what I found in the New Testament. And so I, of course, I understood that this is for today. I mean, why, why not? It, there was nothing in the way it was written and the way it was shared and how it kept happening in the early church. Nothing seemed, there were no reason for why it shouldn't keep on happening. I understood that. So, so I, I started then to, uh, to pray for the sick, to lay my hands on them and, you know, and, and so I had, had this experience that I, I actually laid hands and prayed for many people over time. 
and nobody got healed. <laughs> it was again and again and again and again, you know. But I was stepping out, so I was walking, I was moving. But what I what I understood was that every time I prayed for somebody, even if they were not healed, I, I could still sense that my faith was growing. My expectancy was growing. The faith was rising. You know? So yeah. I was like, wow, I have to I have to be doing something right there because I can even if I don't see it on the outside, I feel it on the inside, you know. And and it was just a matter of time actually until it broke through in the physical outer realm, you know. So I still remember the day where we had like a little like a boys group, men's group, some students, and there was one of the guys who had a knee injury. He was a, a carpenter by profession and, and was out on a sick leave from his work because his knee was so bad. And so we, we placed our hands on his knee in Johannes Vedelden's uh, apartment at that time, I remember. And we and he wasn't so used to healing and stuff, you know. But we were laying our hands, we were praying, and right there and then, don't know if something happened or not. But some days later, he came back to us. He said that uh, his knee was completely healed, and he was back to work. Actually, it was totally fine. And mm-hmm. so that was like the moment where, like, yes, here's the proof, you know. Like we we knew it, you know, that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. So that was one breakpoint. And the second I want to mention is um, it was a trip, a couple of trips, one to Brazil and one to India that were like quite massive. And so I went on a, on a trip to Brazil basically to serve in a, in a ministry healing team that traveled around in Brazil and prayed for just a lot of people with all kinds of problems, including cancer, paralyzed in wheelchairs. It was a lot of things. And and the hunger and the desperation of the people, you know, for God to intervene in their lives was so great. And and I don't know how many healings. And it was uh, paralyzed people walking, you know, that kind of thing we saw and tumors disappearing. And it, it kind of blew my mind, you know, opened, opened up a new realm of faith. And same with India, served in this big, like, um, meeting campaign with, with many thousands. And, and I... I got to lead a, a healing meeting, actually, because they brought so many sick people that we had to accommodate them in a big circus tent because there were, I don't know how many, uh, hundreds, thousand, like, that came with sick people. And, and, and actually that day there was, a, um, yeah, there was a whole crowd where healing happened sovereignly by God as we prayed, but especially there was a father who, who came who had a, a paralyzed daughter, a little girl, we couldn't walk. He was paralyzed. And that day she, she walked and ran around on the grass. And uh, after that, when we came back home in Norway, we really saw that just healing broke out and just happened so much among youth and different people. So Amazing. That, uh, that was a real uh, breakthrough moment. It was. But isn't um, it so, uh, Andre Jakob, uh, as, yeah. uh, as you said before, that a lot of us... Uh, like we have, a, we believe it theoretically, but we don't really live it out practically. And I think in that gap, a lot of uh, lies also start evolving. Like uh, it's not really for me; it's just for people with a special gift of healing, or uh, mm. it's not really for our time. Uh, it's very seldom these days, or um, yeah, yeah. God read. Uh, 
God doesn't really want to heal people. Uh, he either doesn't want to heal me or use me. That kind of lies, I think, is mm. evolving. Uh, so, and yeah. I, I think we, we get um, affected of, of these attitudes, and that also hinders us from from stepping into. So, I, I think that's therefore it's also crucial to. Um, to be really clear about okay this is this is what we see that the bible is is uh, is teaching us and even though i don't see it i i need to still believe it and okay. I, I need to as you do i i I, I will continue praying i would continue taking small steps uh, in uh, in order to to come into that yeah area where i see people get healed as well mm. That's good. But Martin, how do you fight that fight of faith in, in everyday life? Because those uh, attitudes in our society, the unbelief, it, it is a, I mean, it's, there's a reason why when you go to Brazil or India, the window opens, you know, because it, there is a difference somehow. But I know it can happen here at home, but it's, yeah. it is a fight of faith. And Definitely. So what's your advice to those who, who, who feel this fight? They know what is the truth. They want to walk mm-hmm. it out, but they feel this fight against their faith yeah but i think as as most uh, uh ish, as mo- as most questions the answer is being close to jesus and close to other christians uh, to to um uh, continuously uh develop an intimacy with god that's more close but also connect with other christians and be really clear about this like being open and saying, okay, I want or we want to to step into this more. Okay, how how can we do that? Mm. And also taking taking small steps about it. I, I yeah. um, like being in a healing ministry in Brazil isn't the first step uh, for anyone. Uh, so it's it's always yeah. <laughs> unless you just jump into the yeah. ocean, you know. <laughs> yeah, but but I guess uh, if you have one or two Christian friends, then oh. yeah, start there. Yeah, uh, start praying for uh, when when, uh, when and, yeah when someone is sick, pray there yeah. and um, and take it from 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 there. I guess is the uh, the best thing to. Yeah. That's good. Make it part of your your uh, regular Christian yeah. life, right? Yeah. When yeah. someone is sick, we, we pray. Yeah. Right. As simple as that. Very good. Exercise your faith. Martin, what, Martin, what about you? What's your advice to those who yeah. who are in this race? I, he says, go to Brazil. That's the only advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done here, guys. All said. I think uh, actually you guys have proven that you can do it in Riga, right? You don't have to go to Brazil. Or Actually, in the beginning, we thought, oh, when we were encouraged by you guys in Norway with the community and the way how like healing even was part of your lifestyle. When we came back, I still remember we were sitting in the living room and thinking, <laughs> oh, those Norwegians, <laughs> you know, and, and kind of have, uh, having, um, yeah, basically disbelief that it can be, you know, released uh, with the ordinary people we are and, you know, the simplicity that we kind of live so there has been a journey. It wasn't like a one-day thing, even in, in terms of the community. But uh, I think that the beauty is that uh, some something shifts when like faith is ignited. And uh, I, my journey is similar as you, Antiochus. But in the beginning, there were no healings whatsoever. 
but uh, something shifted in my heart and even this love uh, love from god that i felt about these people that it uh, the healing wasn't my identity and the kind of uh, story uh, didn't shape me it was showing the love uh, despite whether it happens or not that's god's yeah. part my part is obedience and i think just having those two even uh, steps clear that god so much uh, honors your obedience uh, you know yeah. he's commanded to heal the sick and and he loves that heart of obedience and just you know being very simple uh, in a friendly way laying hands and asking can i pray very simply and, and just mm-hmm. kind of making that uh, gesture mm-hmm. of love loving the other person in that yeah. case it can be also by praying for the physical need uh and and uh, yeah in latvia actually we most people would go to like healers uh, so many so so actually that reality is is very present uh, uh, it, that it's only that the church haven't like really stepped in in that need and so in latvia it's not so much humanism in that sense it's more like a paganism and spirituality so there's an open window actually uh and so with uh, my encouragement is just ask uh, simply as martin said uh, from god when you see a need and, and pray for your heart and and do it with love uh yeah so that's uh, i think that's really key it's wonderful yeah. martin do you want to fill out on this um thing thing about like um, the love for the person and the motivation for yeah. for, for healing of the sick yeah because i i think that uh i, re- I remember now oh, it was a long time ago i was in the democratic democratic republic of congo and i suddenly ended up in some kind of healing it wasn't really a meeting but some kind of healing uh stuff uh, happened <clears throat> and uh it w- i was with some church leader and they approved it but i felt so bad during that time and especially afterwards i realized that this that was really a real rubbish way to, to do it because they they had two ladies who were like the have a gift of healing and they might have but it was so much of um, a show about it so it was focused about them and they are doing so it it was wasn't focused about uh, god or love for the people it's it was more of a of a show it was like a, a magician uh, and i think okay that's a that's an extreme one but but uh, uh it's really easy for us as well to to step into the <laughs> into the driver's seat so to say and say yeah we are we are the main attraction here i am i am the one laying hands on you and and uh, yeah. you should you should watch um watch me or um, um i i'm in the center that kind of stuff but uh and also that we are more interesting in the in the happening in the in the medical part of healing and not with compassion for the people like the people the, the sick one is just a, a path for me to see a miracle mm-hmm. and and i think that that could be really unhealthy if because uh, then then we just use people for our own spiritual uh, happening agenda uh, so i think i i think uh, john wimber who, who prayed a lot for the sick uh, a couple of decades ago he said yeah oh, even though people get healed or not uh, they they need to feel that they are loved by god amen that's the main that's main so, um, uh, the main uh, thing after a prayer of healing is that they are feel loved Right. If they get healed, okay, that's fine. If they're not, okay, fine. But they need to feel loved, and I think that's a that's a really good attitude in everything. And also yeah. be 
be be uh, be humble enough to say, okay, I'm not in the center, even though I have a, a gift of this and I, I see a lot of healings. It's not me who's in the center. It, it must be compassion for the people and mm. honoring God. It's good. And as speaking of John Wimber, I, we can, yeah, he's he's a he's a person uh, which we would like to, I think, encourage people to have a look at uh, because he was a real pioneer in like in our time. On, on healing and there are a couple of books one called power evangelism which i want to recommend and the other one power healing where, where john wimber describes his journey and, and and he was even more in a pioneering time on this than than we because we kind of know from him and others in in later days that this happens today in our part of the world right mm. but as for him it was i think a more of a real pioneering and it's very it's a big inspiration to read and about what you say on the compassion, because that's also something I've been thinking much about, that, I mean, Jesus was gripped by compassion. He was healing the sick. He's showing us God's heart. Uh, Jesus is the Son of God. He's the rep- perfect representation of God. He, he is God. And, and so we know that, that uh, he, is, he has compassion on people, and the needs are real needs. And so... As for maybe some youth who are listening to us now, or those who are maybe ministering among young people or youth, um, I remember from our time in Oos, it was the first church we went to um, to plant, to establish, and we started to to serve among youth. And 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 there was a, like a youth club, like an activity club, run by the the, the state church out there in Oos, and lots of youth. Most of them didn't know God, didn't really believe so much and stuff. And we were spending time. And then I remember one night, a couple of instances about this thing about God's heart for for the suffering ones. Because there was one guy there who was in, in secondary school. And it turned out that he had been in a, in a, in a car crash, an accident where his, um, his ribs, you know, the bones, the rib bones had been uh, kind of disformed. So basically they were kind of like stick, I can show like, they were kind of like stick, sticking out from the body like this. And, and this had caused a lot of problems for this young boy with, with a lot of pain. And he had to stop uh, with, uh, couldn't play soccer anymore or have do gymnastics in school. And because of this physical uh, problem he had, and for a young boy, uh, it was a really painful thing, and the doctors told him that uh, we can't operate because the nature of these bones and how they grow and everything, we can't really operate. They won't, we don't dare to do that, so we don't know what to do. You know, there was nothing, no cure for him. You know, and, and I just felt this compassion for this boy, and somehow I, I had faith because uh, I had been out traveling and seen some miracles that God had happened. So. We actually, what we did, we laid our hands on, on his ribs. I, I told him about healing, how Jesus can heal him. And he, he was, yeah, let's, let's pray, you know. Put, put my hands on the ribs, and people were watching, and, and, and we were praying and saying, saying that in the name of Jesus, you know, ribs, get back into place, you know, move back, move back to in, in, you know, in order like uh, as the rest of the ribs. And, and literally, as we were doing it uh, the rib bones were were moving like this physically here in Norway in front of our eyes the ribs were moving and also one of the rib bones had been broken in two pieces like this because of in the crash and so you could 
actually we could put our fingers in be in the break between the bits of the bone. Uh-huh. So he showed us before we prayed. <laughs> and as we were praying, the rib bone closed like this. And afterwards there was no way you could find the the, the break anymore. And and uh and it was like, oh God. And this this young man, he you know, he started to believe in Jesus. And and uh, I think it was the same night a young girl had been in a, a horse riding accident and damaged her back really badly. And that was the same thing uh, where God brought healing to her back, this young girl, you know. And so I think this is really like the driving force. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful and it matters for people. It's not, a, it's not just for, it's not a fun or show thing at all. Um, so, so guys, what would you like? Um, how do you like? Can you say a bit more about how how Jesus did the healing ministry, and how we can do it? You know, like, um, go, Martin. Any yeah. of you guys? Yeah, I can start. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think um, one important question. Um, when we look at Jesus' healing, we have a couple of principles that are quite significant and important for us. The first one is that he always asks the person, do you want to be healed? Uh, and, and we could think that that's a ridiculous question. Of course, people want to be healed, but actually I've, uh, uh, over the years, have met people who, who, who don't want to be healed because they have so much of their identity in their sickness or their uh their wounds so they don't want to get rid of it uh, so the first one is is really to uh, and that's part of the compassion we don't we are not coming we're not pushing someone over another person we are we are offering something like this do you want me to offer do you want me to give this uh, uh or not so i think that's the first one to to really uh to really have a question do you want me to pray for you um but then also the 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 second principle that's interesting is that he is uh, he never heals the same twice in the new testament so it's i and i think the principle behind that it's it's not a technique that he's he's showing us it's not like having hands like this or this or that it's because <laughs> it's about uh, it's about the, uh, yeah. the authority behind the words because oh. he it's his authority who makes it it's not how how he's doing the, the stuff yeah um and i think that's the a real important thing for us because when we are uh, now we are calling to that we need to be be sensitive about the will of the of the person but then, no, it's not the technique. It's about the authority that Jesus is having. And it's that authority that, that we are now invited to use and also actually commanded to use. Um, and I, I usually think of this when, when it comes to prayer, that we have two kinds of prayer, that we are turning in different direction. Mostly prayers, we are turning towards God and, and asking God for, for stuff. But when it comes to healing, or deliverance, we are not we are not praying God for healing because uh, he he said do it. He's the, it's the, so he is fine with it. He he's already done. We don't we don't we don't need to beg God for healing, but we need to have God's authority behind us, and then 
uh, approach the, the sickness or the, the possessed one. Um, and that's, we, we find that both in Jesus' work, but also in Acts, that they just command the sickness in the name mm. of Jesus. That's good. It's not that they're praying, thank you, Father in heaven, for, for healing. Never. You don't find that kind of prayer. You, it's always a direct com- command. Uh, and not in their name, but in, in the authority of Jesus. So I think that's extremely important to, to see that we are, we are on the same side as God in this kind of prayer, that he is he's giving us his authority, and therefore we could be really bold and um, commanding uh, sickness to live in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. and also, also, also the command of be healed as well, right? that they mm. spoke to the person yeah. or like kind of get up and walk like mm. you know peter yeah. said just you know that there's something about this faith dimension yeah, as well definitely. Uh, and we probably have to do another podcast i think on that topic faith which is a important one so mm. um okay martin what if what if you uh if you uh, give us the last words before we close the podcast today uh, I, I wanted to ask you can can we go in Jesus' name and heal the, the people that are not believers, like a, a like a Muslim or an atheist or somebody in New Age, you know, or they first need to have the right <laughs> faith and be in the church kind of thing, you know? Can you take it to the streets, you know, or take it to your relatives who are uh, into something, some other spirituality? Yeah, it actually happened in my honeymoon. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, we we were on the move, and then uh, kind of we have said, you know, we'll use this time for us only, kind of only. But you know, when the Holy Spirit speaks, things change. So there was this Indian guy walking on the streets, and uh, long story short, approached him. Uh, yeah, had a word of knowledge about his shoulder prayed uh, he got healed uh, he's like whoa uh, how does this happen and he was so like moved uh, that like this guy i follow jesus actually speaks and heals and he said he prays five times a day uh, but never encountered anything like it so i said beautiful uh, and we had really nice conversation uh, he felt loved he's like let's meet again and so uh, yeah uh, his heart was gripped and, and we had really nice uh, meeting afterwards so uh, definitely uh, we see like that reality being present that uh, how I see like physical healing and I mean there's also uh, in, uh, emotional healing or healing of the heart that's another subject for another time but hmm. I think it's like a signpost that the kingdom of God is present and and by, uh, by this uh, there is a greater uh, indication that actually God not only wants to heal your shoulder or back actually he wants to touch your heart and I think it's all like a uh, like a warm up, basically to 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 actually you know uh, reveal Jesus and and say he knows you, he knows your pain. He actually, this is an example or like a signpost to like a much greater reality that actually he wants to heal you of your sins. Uh, and I think it's yeah so beautifully connected uh, uh, that uh, if we see healing as a part of a bigger uh, story, actually that the kingdom has come and and God wants to uh, heal the hearts of people uh, by forgiveness of sins so and bring them back to him and the father so i think that just reality being in mind that uh yeah we see that healing can be a great uh, uh icebreaker so to say to actually share the gospel share uh, how jesus has met us in our life and how he can uh wants to make himself known in other people's lives as well so just encouragement and uh, uh just 
that's one thing. And in the back of my head, I just was thinking, uh, Jesus actually prays. Mark 8, uh, he laid hands and prayed twice. <laughs> or, oh, I did. Yeah, so there was the blind guy. So he, um, he first laid hands, it says, and then he... Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah. And, and it says, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus, in verse 25, laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes and sight was restored. That's a verse I always cling back to and I, uh, before I introduce praying for someone, I say, Jesus actually, uh, like there was instance of him praying twice, so I'm not Jesus. So uh, is it fine if I pray very shortly, but more than once? And what I have seen that actually often it is a short prayer and checkup actually in faith that the person checks if something has shifted and I, I do this uh, zero to 10 kind of uh, lines. So 10 is the pain at the maximum and zero is no pain. And just helping to lead the process, actually, the, in a nice and easy way to just say, can you check after we pray, is there any change? And, and, and so I usually pray short, try to at least, and then ask the person to check if there's any change and pray again. Uh, and yeah, or command, you know, that's, uh, and, and then the, it's been interesting how it actually helps for the person uh, to, to feel if there's any difference. Because often I've seen that it's been a gradual decrease. Sometimes it's, it can be like this, uh, but sometimes it's kind of eight, five, three, nothing. Uh, so just like a practical tip at the end, uh, uh, be encouraged to pray more than once. And if it doesn't happen, if the person is fine, you can pray again because Jesus did it. So <laughs> be released. So, uh, uh, yeah, yes, the final. We yeah. might also come back to, to talk about what we're doing when, when uh, the healing uh, don't, doesn't come. Uh, mm -hmm. How do we handle that? But yeah. the, the, uh, time's up now. But mm. I just, uh, uh, we can uh, also invite people to our Jesus Walks uh, like training weekends. Uh, yeah. I just remember we had uh, a waitress at the Chinese lunch restaurant who, who got healed uh, when she picked up uh, our dishes when we met in Stockholm uh, in December. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes. that's uh, also a, a very practical way of, of taking steps into a more practical healing uh, ministry. Very good point. We, with the Jesus Walks community, uh, we have like... Um, this podcast, we also have a, a like a, a web page and a Facebook page, and we run like an online training, practical training to to learn to walk like Jesus and do the things of Jesus. And but then we do these trips. So we we started off going to Stockholm and planning to go to different other countries and, and cities together, just like Jesus and the disciples. They went and he was serving and training them out there as they were walking and, and meeting the real needs of the of the people so uh yeah so anyone basically who is listening if you get in on those sites and just check uh, for the information about when the next trip's going to be uh, either it, you will join to riga or israel or we will see how the lord will lead us but uh, that can be a great opportunity mm -hmm. So, as you might uh, see and hear, we are pretty passionate about the topics of Jesus. And it's like also Martin said in the end that it's not like we uh, live in this victory all the time and every day is just like healings and miracles. And we also fight this fight of faith as the rest of you guys are doing, of course, you know. Um, I think. 
if we can keep a habit of actually laying hands on the sick when the needs are present in itself and just do it, I think that's actually a big part of winning that fight. Yeah. Uh, because something happens when you act on it, when you step out on it. And so I think maybe uh, if, the, if you can take a simple takeaway as simple as that, let's that, uh, keep that as a habit, a practical thing you do in your life, just to simply ask people, you know, can I pray for you? Can I lay hands, can I lay hands on you? You know, and, and see if Jesus can, will heal you, you know. Maybe that's the most simple takeaway. And let's keep living that and see how Jesus will, will move uh, through us and among us. Okay, so thank you guys for, for today and, uh, and have, a, have a great summer or have a great time where you are and uh, good luck with walking with Jesus in your everyday life until we meet again. Bye.